HR Trends is a weekly podcast featuring interviews with leading experts in the field of human resources. Produced by Unum, HR Trends draws from the deep bench of subject matter experts at Unum, as well as industry partners and national HR thought leaders. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice, and it's for general educational purposes only. If you need legal advice on a particular situation, please contact your own attorney. Welcome to HR Trends, a podcast that features the industry's leading experts on complex HR policy, compliance best practices, and people management. I'm your host, Claire Morin, and my guest for our first series is Ellen McCann, Assistant Vice President, Legal Counsel at Unum's Employment Law Group. Hi there, Ellen. How are you? Hi, Claire. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, just so our audience is aware, we, we started the HR Trend podcast earlier this year. Um, we actually started with a focus on the Family Medical Leave Act, and we were doing the top mistakes that employers make when administering this really important form of leave. And then, of course, you know, um, COVID-19 hits the US um, and everything completely changed. And I'm sure everyone listening is just going through you know, such difficult times. Um, we realize it's probably a good time to continue with the podcast just to address this since Ellen is one of the leading experts on leave management in the US. So last week, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act was passed by the Senate. Ellen, can you give us a brief sort of high level overview of this law? Yes. So this is a new federal law that passed, as you mentioned, Claire, and and that's important to note because this is a law that will apply to employees across the country, not just in one state or another state. Um, And so this law will apply to any employer that has less than 500 employees. And there are two components to the law. The first component provides employees with emergency paid sick leave. And the second is an expansion of the Family and Medical Leave Act or FMLA. Both components are aimed at addressing the employment disruption that many of us are feeling due to our due COVID-19. Right. And it's helping give employees that, that space to be able to look after themselves and their families, which is so needed right now. Could you sort of unpack those two components, maybe one by one? Yeah, so employees of covered employers are eligible for these two different types of benefits. And the first is up to two weeks of emergency paid sick leave uh, for full-time employees. And that, of course, would be prorated uh, for part-time employees. And the second is up to 10 weeks of paid emergency family and medical leave. If, if anybody hears my talking cat <laughs> during this, please forgive us. We are recording this remotely, as many Americans are right now um, in their remote workplaces. Uh, so apologies for the uh, lesser quality of audio. So can you explain then how can an employee use emergency paid sick? Right, so the, the yes, yeah, so the employee is going to be able to use emergency paid sick in a couple of different situations. And first of all, if the employee themselves is either subject to a quarantine order or their maybe their physician has advised them to self-quarantine or the employee is experiencing symptoms of COVID and is looking for a diagnosis, those are all reasons why the employee can take the emergency paid sick leave. So we'll really kind of bucket those together as the employees leave uh, for themselves or for issues that 
address COVID-19, but relate to the employee themselves. Then there are a couple of issues where if the employee can't work because they're caring for an individual who is similarly quarantined, um, cannot work or has been told to self-isolate from their physician, that is another reason why an employee can take emergency paid sick. And then finally, if the employee is taking care of a child who is a minor child under the age of 18, whose school or place of care is closed due to the public health emergency, the employee can also take emergency paid sick for that reason. And and how much of their pay is this, the emergency paid sick? Leave? So the emergency paid sick is two weeks of pay. So for a full-time employee, that would be 80 hours. Part-time, it would be prorated based on their hours. And depending on the reason the employee uses the leave, depends on the amount of reimbursement of their salary. So for employees who are using emergency paid sick for those reasons we identified as dealing with the employee's own quarantine, that is reimbursed at 100% of the employee's pay. For the other reasons we talked about where the employee is caring for a family member who is either quarantined or perhaps the, the school is closed, that amount of time the employee receives two thirds of their pay as paid leave. Great, and and maybe then we could get into the emergency FMLA part of the law and how that's different. The emergency FMLA will cover one and only one of those leave reasons that the employee can take the paid sick. And that is if the employee is unable to work because their child is home from school, their school or daycare is closed due to the public health emergency, the employee can then, in addition to receiving those first two weeks of emergency paid leave, the employee can also receive up to an additional 10 weeks as emergency FMLA. And under this leave reason, the first, ten, the first two weeks under the emergency FMLA are actually unpaid. However, the employee does have that emergency paid leave available to them. And then the, the second 10 weeks, the employer has to pay at two-thirds of the employee's pay. So let's use a, an example because I think some folks are confused at how this works together. Let's say I'm an employee and I work for an employer that has less than 500 employees my child's daycare is closed, my child is home, I cannot work because of this situation. So that includes teleworking. So I cannot work at home, I cannot work because my child is home, their daycare is closed. I can take up to 12 weeks of FMLA. The first two weeks, I will be paid two thirds of my salary under emergency paid sick. The next 10 weeks, I'm paid two thirds of my salary under emergency FMLA. It all comes from my employer, so my employer is actually paying me that leave time, um, but that's how it would work for someone who is covered by both emergency paid sick and emergency FMLA. Right, and and then there are tax credits involved that then reimburse the employees, is that correct? There are tax credits, absolutely. So after, when the employer has provided this paid leave that they are mandated to provide under the law, they can file for a tax credit. And so what they'll qualify for is a dollar for dollar reimbursement through tax credits for all qualifying wages that they've paid pursuant to this law. And so for a lot of employers, right, it's, it's, it's a tax credit. So they do get that dollar for dollar um, benefit back at the end of the year. And how does this impact the traditional FMLA? 
One of the interesting things about this is, although it is an extension of the FMLA, a lot of the FMLA or the majority of the FMLA remains completely intact and is not implicated at all by this. So what they've done is they've added a new leave reason for which an employee can take FMLA. That new leave reason, of course, is to care for a child if their uh, school or daycare is closed. And as a result of that, the employee cannot work. So in addition to the traditional FMLA leave reasons that we're used to, bonding with a new child, caring for a family member who has a serious health condition, the employee having their own serious health condition, this is now going to be one additional reason why the employee can take FMLA. Uh, it's still the same 12-week bank. Uh, so, for instance, if an employee takes all of their FMLA for another reason that's covered, perhaps they've just bonded with a new baby, they wouldn't have any time left to take for this new emergency FMLA because it comes out of that same bank. And remember, right. your employees are still entitled to FMLA for all the same reasons they were entitled to before. So that still exists. This is just kind of an expansion, uh, and it only really uh, impacts this one new leave reason. Right. And what about notices? Because I know those are very important with FMLA. Um, what sort of notices do employers need to be thinking about right now to give this information to the employees? So all employers are going to need to post a notice, and it's a model notice that the DOL just today committed to having out by the 25th of March. Uh, so the DOL has said that by the 25th of March, they will issue a model notice, very similar to the poster that we are all familiar with under the FMLA. And that model poster will tell our employees what their rights are under the new federal law, the emergency FMLA and the emergency paid sick leave law. That will need to be posted in a conspicuous place in all of our workplaces. And, and obviously right now, none of us are in our workplaces. Right. So what would that be in a digital reality? So it'll be interesting to see if the DOL actually specifically addresses that when the uh, poster comes out. But with the traditional FMLA posters, the requirement was a physical posting in a location in the office where employees and applicants tend to walk by, can see it, as well as in the handbook, if the employer has a handbook. And of course, if the handbook is electronic, which most employers do have an electronic handbook now or intranet, then it does have to go into that electronic intranet in your leave policies. So Ellen, is there a cap on the amount of money somebody can receive? Could you explain that part of the bill? There is a cap depending on the reason why the employee is receiving the paid leave. So I mentioned that an employee will receive up to 100% of their pay if they're receiving emergency paid sick leave for reasons that relate to their own quarantine or their own uh, symptoms. So for those events where the employee is receiving 100% of their pay, the maximum any employee can receive in one day is $511. For the other leave reasons, which do get reimbursed at two thirds of the employee pay, the daily cap there will be $200. Got it. Well, wonderful. Thanks so much, Ellen, for navigating us through this very fast-changing situation. And going ahead, uh, any, any sort of tips you would share with our audience um, moving ahead? I would say that any work you're doing on COVID-19, do not do it in ink because this is subject to change at a moment's notice. So if you're someone who likes to write things down, use a pencil with an eraser because this 
guaranteed this will change. There is already movement uh, in the Senate and in the House to change some of the provisions of this law that just passed last week. So best advice is stay on top of this. Continue to receive your alerts from your favorite sources. Continue to come back and listen to us because we will definitely uh, be recording more episodes. Our plan right now is to do so on a weekly cadence, but if we get a change in the law, we'll make sure to update you on that as soon as we have that information. And uh, so, so stay involved and, and uh, stay educated as much as you can. And on that note, we do actually have an email associated with the show, hrtrends at unum.com. We also have a voicemail. Um, we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions. Uh, one of the wonderful things about Unum is the number of experts we have in-house. And we're going to aim to be able to serve you as much uh, useful context as possible during this difficult time. So please stay engaged and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.